and welcome to episode 154 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Today we have just one segment for you and then a bonus segment. Uh, for the regular segment, uh, we have Neil, Alex, Mike, and Zach getting together to talk about Smash Brothers for 3DS. And after that, for our bonus segment, uh, myself, Nicholas, and Amanda get together to talk about the uh, current season of Doctor Who and how it is going. Enjoy. Everybody and welcome to that big ass connectivity segment where we talk about Smash Brothers on 3DS. Woo 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 woo! Smash. Um, I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me to talk all about Smash Brothers on 3DS is Zachary Miller. You. Yeah. Alex Kalafi. What's good, my Nintendo fans? Oh wow, that was close. That was almost a uh, restart the episode kind of close. Uh, but not and, quite. And we also got Mike Sklens. Yay! It's me. Um, so yeah, so we've all been playing the living hell out of Super Smash Bros. on 3DS for almost a week, uh, or at least the, the North American version. I did have my little, my, my little foray into the Japanese version, which just involved me playing through things and unlocking things and being like, huh, I wonder what that move does. Huh. Um, now it's pretty cool to actually know what those moves do. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, Zach, let's start with you, because okay. you're displayed on the left on my Skype screen. Um. <laughs> How how are you liking Smash Brothers so far? I love it so much. Um, I am sh- uh, constantly shocked by how much there is in this game. Like, you could never run out of things to do or things to collect. Well, well <laughs> I think I think there reaches a point in the game, and 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 I guess maybe maybe I'm a special case because I did kind of have the joy of unlocking the characters already when I had played the Japanese version, but playing the North American version, kind of my goal going in was. Because uh, I don't speak Japanese, so the challenge wall was just nonsense to me. <laughs> um, I went and did the challenge walls, and there's yeah, that's, uh, for, I, for I'm pe- doing that too. For people who don't know, uh, there are three challenge walls in total. Yeah, uh, you only have one at first, and I think there's like 35 uh, panel or something like that. And the challenges are kind of cool at first, and then you get to that last panel, and it's just like beat classic with everybody. Yeah, beat play forever road with everybody, and I'm getting to the point where, like, I wit, like, I feel like there could have been like a third and a fourth challenge wall before you got to that the actual third one. That's just like I don't know, just do everything. Like it's not really <laughs> that exciting. You can brute force it. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, <laughs> and and that's the one thing that's really kind of standing out to me is the thing that bugs me because kind of the way to to victory in that is just sheer repetition. It's not even skill. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them that are that are uh, that are skill like beating classic on 9.0 intensity. That's gonna be a bitch. But yeah. A lot of them are just like I don't know. Play Smash Run a lot. You'll eventually get the powers. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't think the goal of of something like beat classic mode with every character. I don't think the goal of that is to get you to sit down and do it in as little time as possible. I think the goal yeah. of it is that eventually, at some point in your lifetime of owning this game, you're gonna knock that one off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah six but, months but from like, now, I... you'll still get a sense of accomplishment. Well, what bugs me with that is then, like, I wish it was spread out more because, like, those first two challenge walls didn't take too long to get done, right? No. I mean, I guess ten hours or something like that. I'm still like working that, on one or two of the second ones. Um, yeah, I'm missing, like, the like the ten-hour smash total on the second one. But then yep. the third one, it just all, I don't know, finish everything. And it, and it really, it's, it's the one thing that's standing out to me that bugs me because I kind of, outside of multiplayer, like, I might be done with the game. Oh, wow. Man, I can't, 
I can't get enough of Smash Run. I play Smash Run all the friggin' time. Yeah, I, I saw you mentioning death. that on Twitter earlier. Why do you like Smash Run so much? Because that's kind of the weak link to me. No, it's like different every time you go in. And every time you go in with a different character, you customize them a little differently. Almost every class of character has a different uh, loadout uh, set. Um, but it's uh, the same basic map every time, isn't it? I mean, there's it is, but who cares? I mean, it's different enemies, and you get a, a different mix of, of powers, and it's fun to find new challenges. And man, I just can't get enough of it. I love it to death. I I just That's dug awesome. into it. I just started digging into Smash Run uh, just yesterday. Really, I played it probably like fifteen or so times. Uh, and I think I played like once or twice the day the game came out and I was like, oh, this is a thing because I just wanted to try everything. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, I don't think I quite got it. Uh, and then I started going through it with the same character over and over again yesterday. I kept going through it with Pac-Man and trying to like, it's a good way to like train yourself on how to use the characters too because yeah. you get to fight That's, all the different I... enemies. It's like a way more interesting training mode in that sense. Like I, I yeah. that's actually I did the same thing with Pac-Man. And I like that it's full of all these mini challenges. Like you go into the door and there's like yeah. do this one thing, or you get on one of those platforms that shoots you way up into the sky and you have to take out so many dudes. I really like. I don't. I just like it. I think it's neat. I like the fact that you can like, if you're good at it and you're careful and you don't die at all, you can like supercharge your character to these absurd levels. And you get so much stuff coming out of the game. Yeah, you, get, yeah. you unlock a ton of stuff. Yeah. But, see, I, I feel like that's almost like luck of the draw. Well, it and is, but I, who I guess cares? I, that's what makes it good. But when you're actually trying to unlock things, it's really frustrating. Okay, because well, sometimes well, I'm you, not trying... You get duplicate powers. Of course who you do, but great I'm not, idea was I'm not that, trying to that, unlock shit. That you I'm go just... through it, and you, I, I literally got three of the same fucking Pac-Man power-up when I went through it one time. Yeah, I've like, gotten... Not like, not like... Up one and up two. No, it was like all down three. Well, it's supposed to be like loot, you know, like some loot is common and some loot is rare. Yeah. I totally see it as a loot game. I mean, I can't get enough yeah. of it. And honestly, Neil, if like the repetition of Smash Run is your biggest complaint, this game is still amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm still loving the crap out of it. I mean, they made Smash Brothers work on the 3DS. It's just that there's, there's certain things, like, I guess... As someone with an eye towards trying to get that challenge wall, like I'm nearing a point where I'm just like, well, fuck it. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I guess if you're a completionist, you're gonna hit a wall in this game where you're like, oh, this is just a grind. I, I don't think I'm not a completionist. I don't really care if I yeah. ever complete the challenge wall. Uh, I just like playing it, and I think it's really good for just picking up and playing. I was surprised I liked it as much as I do, and now I'm a little worried that I might end up liking it more than the Wii U version when it comes. Out. Yeah, I really <laughs> like it. Yeah, I can always portable. have it, and I can just. You can. I, what I've been doing is I've just been leaving the game on and putting the 3DS in sleep, so I can literally just open it up. Same and play here. That, yeah. That's that's the one thing that I that I love about it though is that it's like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna like do a run through classic mode before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And and because all the modes do kind of like, you know what? What classic mode is ten to fifteen minutes, maybe if that. Yeah. And and Smash runs five minutes plus whatever the challenge is. Um, everything's kind of designed to work the, really well. The and challenge affordable. isn't more than. Probably two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the most so. is like it's a fight that's two minutes long. Yeah, yeah. If it's a regular fight, then yeah. Yeah, and I did. A, yeah. So the one thing that I haven't really done that much is play online, but I played a lot locally uh, over the weekend. I had a bunch of friends over. We actually had six 3DSs in the same room with people playing. Like we actually like had like, oh, I'm gonna start up a game of Smash Run, guys, and a couple people would jump into that while other people were playing versus, and it was it was it was really special and incredible. Um, and like, that's kind of, 
I didn't think that Smash 3DS would work that well as kind of a couch multiplayer game, but it really worked well because everyone could just kind of like go off and do their own thing at any point. Yeah. Yeah, my biggest disappointment with the game is that Smash Run is local only. I know, that is a shame. It was really fun. I I played it with four people. It was a lot of fun. It just seems like it'd be so much fun to play with other people. You know, I'm 30. I'm not hanging around with a ton of people who have 3DSs. I'm going to get very... You know what, Mike? You're not that much older than me, and I hung out with five people who had 3DSs last weekend. I don't have any friends with 3DSs. That's my problem. You have to do what I do and get them all hooked on Tomodachi Life, and then they all buy 3DS. <laughs> that's, that's true, That's basically yeah. what happened. So the reason Smash Run I don't think could work in an online environment is because the arenas, or arena, I think that's singular, used for Smash Run is so big that if you tried to get uh, more than a handful of people playing it, like, with the internet having to keep track of that at the same time, it's I feel like it would run super slow. Yeah. I mean, it's basically an instance, but yeah, Nintendo doesn't have the server capability or know-how to, to yeah. make, put something like that online. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get it online, but... I feel like I bet they could, tried. You could do it in a way like everybody does the maze themselves, and then the final thing, whatever it is, a race or a fight, is the online part, you know? So it's just completely independent, and then eventually yeah. it turns into a But you fight. can run into yeah. each other in the maze. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. that part. I actually, when I played it with that's people locally, when I played it with people locally, I just hunted other people down because <laughs> that seemed fun. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like I really, I started off being super fucking negative about this game, but pretty much everything that I described that I didn't like, that's all that I don't like about the game. Yeah. Um, it's just a few, like, niggling things, like, things that aren't even that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, because, of the, I mean, the basic game just feels so good on the 3DS. I'm, feel... I'm surprised at how really good it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I, was, melee. I was worried at E3, um, and I think, actually, I think Johnny Metz made a good point when the demo hit, where he, he made the point that the 3DS version is way more appealing when it's not right next to the Wii U versions and all your friends are there. Yeah. Um... Because when you, like, you know, at E3, you know, they had, you know, demos for the Wii U version and demos for the 3DS version. Which one do you think is going to be more fun? Right. Um, especially when you can, you know, go and grab three other people from NWR and go play the Wii U one and have a great time. Or yeah. put on headphones and go be yourself in a 3DS version. Yeah. The, uh, just in general, though, like, I know the controls work, but... The fighting is tremendous in this game, even though, yeah, it's Smash Bros. Like, especially with the new characters, like, Little Mac is probably one of the most satisfying characters I've ever played in in a fighting game. As is the Villager, as is Greninja, as is the now, Duck Hunter. What do you mean, satisfying? Alright, so Little Mac is the best example of this. Little Mac, when you connect a Haymaker to an opponent who has 90% damage on them, and you just see them go soaring, there is nothing that feels better. Then, then how does that work for the other characters? For when <laughs> you do multi-man melee, and you do Little Max running smash on them, and just keep knocking them out one after another. But can't you do that with, like, every character? I mean, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, I, love, I love Little Mac. No, I mean, I love Little Mac, and he is very strong, but I know, especially because I, I did the... Uh, the 10-man the melee for every single character to get the challenge. So I played that with every single fucking oh, character. And every character has... Every every character, except for maybe, like, two or three, does have that move where you basically just, like, go and barrel into the multi-man me characters, and then they just fly. 
No, but I know little what you're Mac does it like an infighter, though. Like his his make sounds too. Like especially when you connect the KO to a to an enemy and it does that yeah. little ding. Don't, and the zoom. Yeah, in there's too. there's this. It's it's not something that it's something specific to Little Mac where it's it's just this crunch. Like it's, I don't know. It's almost like when you connect on a Falcon Punch. Yeah, like that yeah. lightning strike that happens when you hit a good smash and someone flies off. Yeah, that's that's, a cool that's something that's like it's a very small touch. But I, I feel like that might be part of why things are so satisfying because you have that better visual indicator of like, oh man, I just landed this great move. Look at this like bolt of lightning that just erupted from my punch. Yeah, it seems like a good substitute for uh, Rumble. You know, I yeah. have just just yeah. all the new visual stuff they're doing. You know, I haven't even used Little Mac, uh, and that's my one complaint about the game is there are two friggin' many characters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, here, seriously, that's the, that's the dumbest complaint ever. Well, no, no, it's like one. If you want to get through the game, if you want to complete that challenge, like you say, and play uh, as every character through classic mode, it's going to take you forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, who have you guys been playing with mostly? Um, Little Little Mac's been one of my favorites. Uh, I I only uh, started playing more as Bowser Jr. and the Duck Hunt Dog recently. Um, oh, Duck Hunt just, Dog is so good. I was kind of focusing on other ones. I think Samus is a lot better in this one. Yeah, Zero Suit Samus is who I've been maining. She's really good. Yeah. And I've been, I mean, I've been playing a ton of random, just kind of going through everything. I've been trying I like to master a couple of the new characters. Pac-Man. I know, Pac-Man I know, Mike, you were talking so about Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man. I, the first time I played Pac-Man, I hated Pac-Man. And then I started using Pac-Man a little bit more. I basically, I had a run when I was playing random where I think I got like Pac-Man two out of three games. And by the end of that, I was in love with Pac-Man. Pac-Man is so good. So <laughs> much just fun so to use, fun. too. I love he's got the ghosts. The smash attacks have good distance because he's got the ghosts that pop out, and then yeah. he's got that uh, the that fire hydrant move thing. that you can just oh, yeah. drop on somebody. Yep. So and I like good. the fire hydrant because it just goes in the middle of the stage and it doesn't even damage anybody. It's just annoying. It's just annoying, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I, I mean, Game and Watch was my favorite in Brawl. Uh, if if I had a main, it was Game and Watch, and I don't think they really fucked him up at all. So that's cool. I tried and, to main uh, Rob a lot in Brawl, but I never really got into Brawl. There was something that just felt off about it, so I think I'm yeah. going to try and revisit Rob, because this game feels a lot closer to Melee to me. Yeah, it, it seems it like a good balance is. between the two. I also like Robin a lot. Yeah, I've been using well. Robin a lot, too. Just I just picked Robin at random just to see. I was just trying all the new characters to see what they're like, and I was like, oh, Robin's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it because it's like uh, he or she, depending on what you pick. Um has a kind of, like, PK fire-style move. You also have that charge attack with the lightning attack. And then you have a, what is it, Nosferatu. The Nosferatu move, Which is, yeah. like, that that really, like, it's, like, this weird healing move that I think it's I think it works where, like, you can do it in a person in front of you, but if their back's facing you, then you do more damage or, like... If you get them from behind, uh, Interesting. Do them in the butt. I like that the game pops up these random tips while it loads because... Yeah. It, it's... And some of it's, like, really nuanced. That's, that's like, actually... Like, that's literally how I found out about Nosferatu doing Yeah, that. like, it, there's a different tip for each one of Pac-Man's different fruit. Like, his bonus wow. fruit move, where it cycles through all the different fruit. There's a there's a tip explaining how yeah. each piece of fruit acts, because they're all like, a different. It's so cool. It's so cool. Just to, uh, to touch on the veterans while we're talking about the characters, they changed the shit out of a few of them. Specifically Luigi is now a completely different character than he was in Brawl and Melee. And Ganondorf, they make him a little bit better so he's not complete garbage. Yeah. And they, they play with his strength and they make him feel a little bit more different than Ganondorf. I, not Ganondorf, uh, excuse me, Captain Falcon. 
Captain Falcon yeah. feels way better than he was in Brawl. Well, Captain Falcon was nerfed to high hell in Brawl. Like, I, I loved playing as Captain Falcon in Melee, and then in Brawl they just made him a piece of shit. They really nerfed um, Pikachu then, in this game. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pikachu, they gave Pikachu blows. Pikachu. Pikachu blows. Pikachu, once again, one of my favorites in Melee. In Brawl, a little bit worse. In in the new one, terrible. His thunder's awful. Yeah. Um, But how did they change Luigi? I, I, so, I don't... So Luigi, they uh, it's I guess I'm talking specifically I, about one move or at least two. Okay. Did he always have the Super Mario Brothers two style jump in Brawl? Yeah, where he does the little flutter. He did. Okay. So what about his uh his up B move where he does like the little fire punch that's like super strong? I feel like that's new. He no, he that, always had that, but it only did right, super but, damage if you connected with it just yeah. right. So right. maybe they just, just like gave right him more of a it. visual cue because but he always time, had that like that spike where if you timed it just right, it you, you'd deadly. knock him out like rest. Right, but this time, if you see when he uses it, whether he hits it or misses, he falls to the ground and like he hits his head and he has to get up. Yeah, yeah, he like, did that. Like he's a completely brawl. new anime. Okay, so that's completely new. So maybe Luigi didn't change as much as I thought yeah. he did. But I like that, Ganond- um, Ganondorf, yeah. I think they just made him less stupidly slow. Yes, um, he's, he's he was still really stupidly slow. slow. Yeah. Right, I mean, but he's also one of the strongest characters in the game. Yeah. I like what they did to Bowser. Right. The Bowser's like almost top tier now. I I I mean, I don't even know what the, the competitive tiers are. That shit's gonna change. Do you change, want me to like, tell every... you? I, well, no, I because know... it's pointless because by the time this goes up, those tiers are probably gonna change. Right. Uh... I will be uh, I will be watching the Smash Brothers three D S tournament um that they're hosting in New York this weekend. I will nice. be in attendance. So look for my ass on Twitch while you're listening to this, I guess. <laughs> uh, I really don't like Mario's new down special, the flood attack. It's just that's a, from it Brawl. Do anything? Yeah, that was terrible. Too. Well, yeah. I'm glad that Doctor Mario retains the yeah. uh, the spin. Move. I'm so glad that Doctor Mario's back because he was always my favorite Mario. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Mario is way better than Mario. Um, did they change him notably this time? Like, I did use him a couple times, but he seems mostly uh, a clone of Mario. Yeah, he seems like Mario in Melee. Okay. Yeah. He that's that's as far as I can exactly. tell. I don't know. Yeah. And as far as clones go, um, I know people are all pissed off about Dark Pit, which I need to point out that Dark in the Japanese Pit is garbage. Version, uh, in the Japanese version, Dark Pit is just called Black Pit. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, like, when I saw that, I was like, no. Like, you guys can't be real. Um, sure enough, go to... Check Dark, out yeah, any but video. what is the deal with Dark Pit? They didn't have they didn't, they didn't have almost any clones. Even Mar even Doctor Mario has a different move sure. set and than than Mario. But Dark Pit is just fucking Pit. Yeah. Well, no, he, he, does, just... he does have different moves. It's, see, see, this is the thing. This is the thing that everyone keeps on being like, oh, he's just exactly the same. But he's kind of not. Like he's a little bit more powerful, which is, and I mean, he's still a clone at the end of the day. But it's more of like a Fox Falco thing, as far as I can tell. Um, his side B is way cooler and does like electrical damage. And, uh, his but isn't final it the smash... same move, which is a different animation? They both kind of rush forward with like an attack. Yeah, move. I mean, but then again, uh, isn't that the same with like Fox and Falco? Yeah, they're the same. And, and Mario and Luigi. But I guess the difference is that Fox <laughs> and Falco are different. Like you can even with Olimar, if you cycle, somebody through, you can didn't be... play Kid Icarus Uprising. No, but what I mean is, why <laughs> they're not physically different. They look identical. Like. Yeah. What I'm saying is that Robin is a male or female, and you cycle through the costumes, and some of them are male and some of them are female. Even Olimar, you cycle through them, and some of them are Olimar and some of them are Louie. With yeah. Bowser Jr., you cycle through them, and you get all the different Koopa kids. Yeah. Why does Why does Dark Pit get to be an entire different character? Why isn't he just a because different character inside of Because he has different abilities and moves? 
Yeah. No, the, I mean, it's the same thing like the roster. It's also it's just why, why gets Lucina, some extra love. That's all it is. It's, it's also why Lucina is a character and not just a skin for Marth. Like, they, they are different characters. But the thing is that they look different. Pit and Dark Pit look the same. They so are the I've, same with different clothes. I agree with you, Mike. I think it's kind I have of a, a dumb question about a dumb this, clone. Uh, just specifically when we're talking about clones, I haven't used her yet, but since I'm sure you guys have, does Lucina deserve to be her own character? Just based uh, on what you've used, it's kind of like a Marth Roy kind of she's thing. Like, although, she's like Marth although not not entirely that way, but like she does control differently. I mean, and like it is the kind of thing where it's like you know the tip of her blade does more damage, whereas Marth's base does, or no, the, it's other the other way, way around. I'm not sure. I have tip, and Lucina deals even damage no matter which part of the blade you hit them with. Oh, okay. I haven't played so as any like Fire Emblem characters yet because basically. fuck that game. You should check out Robin. Robin's really cool. Yeah. Right. But no, I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah. If we're if we're gonna be all pissy about Pit and Dark Pit, then yeah, I guess we should be pissy about Martha and Lucina because they are very similar. I guess I don't. Know, I'm, I don't know. But most I think the the real reason the Link and Toon Link are basically is, is, the same. Is Sakurai. Yeah, it's because yeah, I Sakurai. do like Dark, Dark Pit's final smash is just Zelda's. Really? It's kind of, it's kind of kind of humorous because I was expecting I was like oh it's just gonna be Pits I'm like what the this isn't that I I hate in a way that they changed up some people's final smashes because like I was playing as a DDD and he had like that like the the Derby final smash in Brawl. Where he'd just like dance and then like shit would fall. Right. But now he's one where he sucks people up. So I'm playing as DDD and I use his final smash and I just fuck it up because I expect it to be the one in Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Pac-Man final smash where you turn into giant yeah. Pac-Man and you can eat everyone and they turn into the ghost eyeballs. That's great. <laughs> you know, some, and you get arbitrary a, points for it. There's a yeah. real, uh, um, inconsistency in the final smashes that I really don't like. Some are really powerful like Pac-Man's too. and some are you know, really yeah, but, narrowly powerful like Zelda's, and and I wish they were well, just well, the, more the, consistent the, across the board, or not there at all. The difference with the Final Smashes is that the ones like Pac-Man's, you know, okay, yeah, if you suck, you're gonna you're gonna get eaten, or if you're not expecting it, you're gonna get eaten by Pac-Man. But if you know that it's coming, it's actually not that hard to avoid. But then you have ones like you know, like Zelda's, or I mean, there's a ton of ones that just have that like you need to sit right in front of a person and time the Final Smash. Right. Um. Those are usually almost guaranteed instant death. Instant deaths. KO. Almost sure. um, unless yeah. unless they're very low percentage. Like I think I, I think I landed like the link one and it was like right when someone came back and they they bounced but then came back but they had a lot of damage done to them. Um but yeah, the the ones that are harder to land usually do way more damage. Yeah. True. I like the duck hunt dog one. If if you hit yeah. just right the ducks swoop them up and then they get shot by all the NES zapper characters. That's great. Yep. Which and that one's just kind of like almost it's just uh Captain Falcons. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's right. Is. Yeah. Just visually different. Um but whatever, it's awesome. One thing I wanted to touch on a little bit is the customization, because I didn't care much for it at first, uh until I started playing with the Miis and I started making some ridiculous customizations. Yeah. For instance, I uh, I put one of my Miis in a mech suit and then I basically put extremely powerful, like, brawn power-ups on him, to the point where he have, like, 100 attack and, like, <laughs> negative 80 speed in yeah. defense. And he just started wrecking people left and right in yeah. uh, classic mode. But apparently those don't, like, fully count 
in your uh, classic mode. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you don't need to play as the maze in order to unlock any of those, as far as I right. know. Because I've unlocked them and I haven't played as the maze in those. This is like a side. You can character. do that. You can do that with the other characters. I actually made a little Mac of Doom, um, where I just made him super, super powerful, and I used him against some friends last weekend and pissed everybody off because I just basically sit there. I couldn't move that fast, but if I hit you, you died. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, forty damage for like a smash attack at a certain yeah. point. Jesus. The best was landing counters. Yeah, I haven't messed. I haven't messed with the uh, with the customizations outside of the me fighters uh, at all. But I have looked because I've collected some gear from Smash Run, like different yeah. alternate attacks for people, and I want to unlock them all. Um, the one thing I'm finding surprising is that I'm not really playing with Mega Man at all, and I think it's because I played almost exclusively with him and the Villager in the demo, mm-hmm. so I haven't really played with because... either of them at all. In the final version, it's it's also because Mega Man sucks in this game. No, no, no I think he's pretty wild good. He's bad. You just have to learn how to use him. He's pretty good. The he's thing with Mega Man guy. is he's he's all distance, and Smash is a game where most characters yeah. spend a majority of their time up close. Very few characters are really seriously ranged characters, and Mega Man is almost entirely range attacks. Yeah. yeah. So you have to play him totally differently. You have to get that. You have to do some damage with your other stuff, and then you have to build up the Buster Smash. But that the Buster Smash, even his Smash Attack, is is a projectile that goes halfway across. Yeah, the, the that's battle that's field. what that's what I don't really like about him. It doesn't jive with the way that I play Smash. Yeah, you have to relearn him. You have to relearn yeah. how to play the game entirely to use him. That is, uh, although you did make the comment about not playing as Mega Man or the Villager. That's like I I still love the Villager. Villager is great. Um, Villager's I just, amazing. I just, too much I just don't play. Yeah, characters. I'm playing every other character because I played so much of the Villager during the demo. Yeah, Villager, Killager, the Killager <laughs> is amazing. Oh, I love the killager. I love getting that tree planted and then just running around and axing people because it does yeah, so much yeah. damage. That's the best. <laughs> um, so is there any? Uh, well, I guess have you guys gotten online at all? I haven't really done that with the North yeah, American I've, I've version. I've been playing with some Twitter people and uh, and with Nicholas Bray, and it's I've had really good experiences. I've only had one kind of laggy match. I played the first night the game came out, and there was it was pretty laggy across the board. Yeah. Uh, but I expected that. I didn't play it. Um, a couple days later, I played a game with um, with Andy Gergen and TYP and uh, someone else who I can't remember. Uh, and we played. It was it was fairly simple. There was a little bit of lag, but it was all right. Uh, so that was pretty fun too. And it was really fun to be able to pop online with your friends. Yeah, and actually have it work. Yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah, yeah. I hope, I'm hoping it gets better as time goes on. As it and it's yeah. less like congested all the time. But uh, I really haven't. Every time I hop online, like, every time I open up the game and I know I'm going to be playing it for an extended amount of time, like 20 or so minutes or, or more, uh, the first thing I do is check online to see if any of my friends are online, and you guys are never there. Yeah, what's yeah, up I'm, with I'm that? Sorry. You guys are never on when I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's because well, when I play, you guys you're are all in four hours from the past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've also, I mean, most of the time that I've been playing, at least outside of, like, the, the Saturday when I played with friends is usually when I'm at work and I'm not online. Um, I'll play on my lunch. I've been, I've been bringing it with me to work and playing it a little bit sitting yeah. there on my lunch break. Me too. Uh, and then I work at the, I work at a university. So I, I am, it's usually good for picking up like one to three street passes of, uh, on, you know, I got 10 the first day I brought it just out of nowhere. Nice. So that was, that was great. And I like the, Wait, um, is it 10 in smash brothers or just 10 overall? 10. Um, I think it happened to be both, but in smash oh, okay. brothers maxes out at 10. 
Okay. Oh, no, it was 10 overall. Two of them were Smash. Two of them were people who had Smash Brothers. The okay. Street Pass game wow. is not bad in this either. It's yeah, not bad. I actually, it's you know, it's I easy as all bad. hell, but it's yeah. fun, and it unlocks stuff. Yeah. Like, yep. You get you get loot for it, so that's not... And it's really easy to win, so it's essentially just a free loot engine. Yeah. I do like uh, I do like the trophy... The, the, like the, the What is it? Trophy Rush? Yes. Um, my my method for that is using Donkey Kong and just Yo, ground pounding. I haven't done the trope. I haven't done the. No, I use I use Pikachu and just abuse Thunder. That that could also work. I haven't uh, I haven't really done Target Smash. I haven't done almost any of the mini games. I uh, I did I I went uh challenge hunting. So I have played home no. run home run uh what is it home run bat home run derby. derby. I did home run derby and I did Target Smash. I did them once each. I haven't done Trophy Run. Yeah. I don't even know where to get to that. I have a hard do that through the trophy menu. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's I. I think the, you know, for as much as I love Sakurai's menus, the UI on this game's bad. No, yeah, because it's just like like you you don't know where things are. It's like the Mario Golf UI all over again. Why is Smash no, nothing's that bad? On the front page. That's what I don't get. Because I think that's because... the exclusive mode. Yeah, I guess. Whereas I I think that the games and more like all that shit's also going to be in the Wii U version. Yeah. I want, do you guys think that they, there's a mode for the Wii U version they haven't announced? That I, be like, there must be. Yeah, the, 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 one, be. the one really ballsy thing that I, I really hope they do, because I want to see them use the gamepad somehow, is that uh, amidst all those ridiculous leaks, uh, and they have been teasing bosses a lot. Like they had, uh, what is it, Metal Face from Xenoblade. Uh, Ridley. Ridley, and there was another, and I guess like Yellow Devil, and um, the... The find me boss, although that wouldn't be in the Wii U version. Um, but they have been teasing bosses a lot, and one of the, the leaks that I saw, which I don't think was one that was ever proven, so it could have just been horseshit, but it talked about how there would be a five-player mode in which one person would control a boss on a stage. That's interesting. Um, oh, five-player mode, one's a power character, that's interesting. I really hope that that would happen, because I, I'd want more multiplayer games like that on Wii U. Um, and and I think that would be really neat to have as an exclusive mode and maybe build something more substantial around it. But I feel um, like they have to announce something. Yeah, otherwise, yeah there is. Otherwise, there is there's no something. reason to get it over this over the 3ds. Yeah. Like, if it's the 3ds version minus Smash Run, why do I want that? Well, what I mean, there's definitely going to be something. We just don't know what that something is. Whether it's like, oh, it's adventure mode for melee and it's back. Like I don't know. So what do you guys think of one thing that is exclusive to each version of the game is the the set of stages. What do you think of the stages in the 3DS version? Uh, it's hit or miss. Some of I them feel are like good. Like, what is up with the Gower plane? That's terrible. I, I think, that's I think that one's terrible. Really, I think it's a really interesting stage. I don't like playing it that much, but I just, like, the design of it is... You're so all jammed up weird. on the edges of it the whole time. It's, like, half the time I'm off the screen. It's yeah. so weird. I don't like I don't like the uh, the amount of moving stages. Uh, I don't like Mushroom yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, that much. I hate moving stages. In I don't like the 3D Land small. one. Um, I do really like Magicant. 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 I mean, the, the music's fantastic. I love the Flying Man showing up too. Um, Can someone explain to me how Jungle Japes keeps getting put into Smash Brothers games? Yeah, right. This I fucking dark ass level where I can't see shit. Yeah. It's in every I, I always of the game. fall in the damn water, especially on the 3DS. I don't mind the water. I just hate that they never once lightened it up. It's impossible yeah. to see what's going does, on. In this does stage. Donkey Kong not believe in electricity? Why can't they just set it in the middle of the day? Why does it have to be sunset? I mean, Neil, that's that's their advantage. They don't need electricity. They don't need yeah. No. 
I like that Tortimer Island has got like the random kind of random element to it where the trees yeah. are. Yep. That's neat. Um, what else is there? Uh, I'm not wild about the Tomodachi Life stage. Yeah, uh, like the Nintendog stage is the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I play that, a fucking burger lands on me. It's yep. terrible. Um, I like the Pac-Man level. That's yeah, the level. Pac-Man level is really cool. And uh, I, um, the, I really like the, the reset bomb factory a lot. I hate I, that I keep stage on getting so that level much. whenever I, I whenever I do random. I, I'm tired of it. I'm so I think tired I, of it. I think I kind of maybe got burnt out on it, but then, and I kind of like, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I didn't initially like the part where all the platforms are all over the place, um, but I think I kind of like the reset bomb factory now. I miss the old Pokemon Stadium. I don't like this. New yeah, one. but you've got. Well, I was they, gonna say the new Fire have, Emblem uh, Stadium is yeah, basically Arena that. Arena Ferox is like I thought it was Pokemon Stadium one time when I was playing it. I'm like, wait a changes, minute. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, what other what other stages are there? Uh, Rainbow Road. I like Rainbow Road, even though it moves Rainbow Road's around. pretty cool. Like oh, that F Zero stage, stage is the shit. Yeah, that's good. Yep. I like that one. And the Game Boy one is is neat. Um, it goes against my the not liking one? moving stages rule, but it's such a neat Yeah, the Kirby stage. one's pretty good. The Kirby one, yeah. Well, it's one of those moving stages where it moves for a bit, but then it stays in place. Yeah. I don't mind that. It's the levels that constantly scroll, like Mushroomy Kingdom. I don't like yeah. Golden Plains. I hate the Game & Watch stage. Golden that Plains is fun because of all the, the coins that you can collect. I, I guess that's kind of a neat aspect of it. Yeah. But. And like, I, I almost wish it stayed in place, though. But Yeah, yeah does why does it need to it. scroll? That's what I don't get. Yeah, well, because they need more coins. Huh. <laughs> Just have him respawn faster. <laughs> the, what do you guys think of the Mega Man one? I hate it. I hate it because I don't it like it either. Devil. I, I, I wish, don't like dealing uh, with the de- Yellow Devil every time. Yeah. I wish you could yeah, turn off the like. Yellow Devil. I don't like the Yellow Devil. He makes the level too much of a hassle. Good yeah. music, though. I like all the, the platforms coming in on the sides. That's really cool. Maybe if the Yellow Devil only showed up once. Yeah. I would yeah. But he's like okay always with. there. He shows up like every, seems like every minute. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like the find me stage, you have the, the like the the enemy comes up, but it doesn't seem like it happens that quickly. No, and it's not as encompassing. Like the, the yellow devil yeah. sits there, he takes up half the level, and then he shoots shit. The, yeah. the find me stage is just boring. Yeah, I mean you can you can always free your me. That's fun. That doesn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't that's know you fun. Do that. <laughs> I like the paper Mario level. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I like the. I mean that reminds me a lot of the uh, the Zelda one. Um, Windfall Island was that what it was? I don't know. The Wind oh, Waker the Spirit, the spirit Train level spirit is pretty good. Tracks, you mean? Yeah, it's a, it's very condensed. Uh, Gerudo Valley's cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Although the, when the bridge falls, I usually I'm feel always like I'm on there. the bridge <laughs> when it falls. Well, it's got those little platforms down there you can land on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then like you'll hit an ice spike or something. Yeah, yeah. what is with the ice spike? That just appears out of nowhere. It's the um, the witches. What are their names? They, oh, okay. they, one side is fire and the other is ice, and they yep. randomly, one yeah. side gets covered in the element. Am I the only person that, uh, whenever I play Smash Brothers game, I kind of just want to replay every single game from all those characters? <laughs> like, I was thinking I about, like, we were just talking about Zelda. I'm like, man, I could replay Ocarina of Time right now, or I could I could go play Super Metro. Oh, that I way. Speaking, no, speaking no. of which, speaking of which, hate Brinstar. So tired of that stage. Oh yeah, tired, it's just like it's it's just like uh, Jungle Japes. It's dark and yeah, shit's happening that you can't see and yeah, it's tiny. I actually like what are they, they had the one in. I'd rather have. I think it's the one in Melee, uh, the Norfair one where it's like rotating. Yeah, that was good. Like I like that one more. And Craig comes something like Craig that come came back. up and smashed the stage once in a while. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, maybe they'll put. Some, I'm sure they'll put some of those into the uh, into the Wii U version because they they're going to have a totally different slate of yeah of uh of stages for it. Uh, you guys might have answered I'm, this already, but who's that asshole in the Earthbound stage who comes and beats you up? The Flying Man. The oh, fuck him. He's great. I as soon as you see him, you got to run over and tag him and yeah. put him on your team. He's kind of oh, like is an that how you do it? Yeah, whoever touches yeah. him first oh. fights for them. Yeah. He works like, yeah, like an assist trophy. Minus the trophy. You, you, can, you can kill him if he's... I know, that's what, I, that's what my, I always do when he shows up. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> run and tag here. him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy with this game. Me too. It's, I yeah, think, it's, I think it's gonna be... I'm surprised at how much I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I'm just gonna be playing on and off for a very, very long time. Same. It's, I mean, I'm very glad I downloaded it, because that sure as shit ain't leaving my system. Yeah, and, I downloaded yep. it for that very reason. Me too. And it is something that pretty much every single person that I know with 3DS has this game. Dude, so I went to the Rooster's Tooth to pick up a pizza, and, and the guy was like, you're a little early. I said, oh, I'll just, I'll just sit down here. I brought my 3DS. He's like, did you get smashed? I was like, yeah, I did. I was, He's uh, like, so I, I, I sat to, uh, in my car for an hour before I got in here just playing it. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I had to get a, a flat tire repaired, and uh, this this past weekend, and while I was waiting at the mechanic, guess what? I just played Smash. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a, I, I fortunately, I went and got unfortunately, a I played Smash at the smoothie place. The guys were like, "Are you playing Pokemon?" I was like, "No, dude, I'm playing Smash Bros." <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I had a flat tire a couple months ago. Unfortunately, there was no Smash yet, but I was playing 3DS while I was waiting. <laughs> I think the way I look at this game is as very concise. Uh, like, there's not a ton of content, in my opinion, when you look at it just as a list of bullet points. Like, within three hours, you can get a good taste of pretty much everything that's in the game. However... But then you're just scratching the surface. That's where I'm going. After those three hours, after I was a little bummed out on Twitter, like, ah, there's no adventure mode, even on melee level, there's no events, I played for another 12 hours just dicking around and doing that same stuff over and over again. Which I think is a testament to the fact that, yes, even if there is probably less content in this game than melee, I might argue, the fighting is so good, and the fighting is maybe so much better, that the content that is there never overstayed its welcome. It was still just enough for me to just keep fucking playing over and over again. Because every character is just so good. All the fighting is so good. It's so much better than Brawl. It's so I, much better. Yeah, it so much better it is a very good game. It's a game that I'm surprised um, I like it as much as I do in a portable format. Because it's a game that's always been on consoles and you think, yeah. oh, it's a console game, it's a console game. But it turns out that Smash Brothers is actually incredibly well suited for a portable yeah. system. Even it's if it's so pushing, perfect, it's pushing that little that little puppy all the way to the limit. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it, it it runs great. So much so that they're they're making a new one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that just about does it. Uh, that is Smash Brothers on Nintendo 3DS. We do have a release date for Smash Brothers on Wii U. It's coming out in North America on November 21st. Which, oh, that's a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> no one predicted that one. Um, are are you guys are you guys all down for Smash on Wii U? I'll wait for oh, reviews yeah. to uh, to see what's different because I'm still skeptical of the idea that these are two very different games. I know the stages are going to be different, and there's going to be one different mode. I still think these games are going to be super super similar. I there's also Sakurai's also made comments that the challenge mode, like the challenges on the Wii U version, are going to be a lot harder. 
um, and that there is he, he has alluded that there is going to be more substantial changes, but I guess we'll see if that's actually true. But I know right. that the huh. challenge mode thing was something that was very clear, like the ones on the 3DS one are going to be different from the ones on the Wii U version. The Wii U version ones are going to be more difficult. Interesting. We'll definitely see. Um, it's just yeah. like, I'm just so skeptical because we haven't heard anything about that version, really. Yeah, they've been obviously yeah, hyping the time. 3DS version. We will very, very soon. Like maybe in a Nintendo Direct of sorts. I mean, I did, I did have that dream a couple nights ago where, <laughs> for some reason, it was just a, a Nintendo Direct October 16th. So I'm actually surprised money that on that more one. information didn't come out alongside the the release date. Yeah, like yeah. some big feature yeah. reveal. That's surprising. So I guess, but I guess they're obviously saving it. They'll probably reveal it a little, probably pretty soon because we're almost maybe a month away from releases when they'll they'll really drop yeah. some big stuff. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll see something at the end of the month at the latest. But yeah, that's uh that's Smash on on 3ds. And if you have any questions, send them in. Or, or comments, too. Send them into connectivity at nintendoreleport.com. Yep. Uh, um, thank you for listening, and uh, talk to you all later. Bye! Bye! See you. All right, and that will do it for episode 154 of Connectivity. As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoreleport.com. Uh, you should be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. And uh, follow all of us on Twitter. Go to nintendoreleport.com and look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page, and you will find all of our usernames there. And uh, now stick around and enjoy a bonus segment all about Doctor Who. So you recognize me then? You're wearing a different coat. You saw straight through that. Deep cover. In my school. Why? Where's the teeth? What have you done with him? He's fine. Hypnotized. He thinks he's got the flu. Also a flying car and three wives. It's going to be a rude awakening. It's aliens. Oh, my God. Is that why you're here? Are there aliens? It's assembly. You better get going. Go and worship something. Are there aliens in this school? Listen, it's lovely talking to you, but uh, I've really got to get on. I'm a caretaker now. Look, I've got a brush. Doctor, is there an alien in this school? Yes, me. No, go. The walls need sponging and there's a sinister bottle. You can't do this. You cannot pass yourself off as a real person among actual people. I lived among otters once for a month. Well, I sulked. River and I, we had this big fight. Human I... beings are not otters! Exactly. It'll be even easier. Okay, one question. And you will answer this question. Are the kids safe? No. Nobody is safe. But soon the answer will be, yes, everybody is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus segment of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. Today, I'm with Nicholas Bray. Hello. And Amanda Albert. Hello. And uh, you know, if you hear these voices, then that means it is time for some Doctor Who talk. Um, officially, we haven't been back since we re- had a little discussion about the season opener. Uh, I guess what, a little more than a month ago now, something like that. Um, unofficially, you heard us all on episode 150 when we did our Doctor Who radio play. What? Um, that, that wasn't, that wasn't us. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Don't know what you're talking people about. People from the year 2040. That is absurd. Um, 
if you enjoyed that, uh, you can take Nicholas Bray, who basically wrote the whole thing and um, kind of came up with the whole idea of it. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. So hopefully uh, people enjoyed that. I didn't really hear anything either way. So I think no, <laughs> people must have just shut it off at the beginning, thinking that you've stuffed up the editing on it. Yeah, some weird error. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I didn't hear anything bad, but I just said maybe people didn't get it. I don't know, but. Hopefully, hopefully someone thought it was funny. Why, why, um, why are you instigating this? Don't do this. <laughs> Don't even bring it up. Don't prompt them. <laughs> I did hear from um, um, a British guy that's in Australia that I sort of speak to. He's on Twitter. I don't know if you talk to him. Um, and he's like, yeah, your British accent was okay. So that's a success. <laughs> your British accent from was From a okay. supposed British person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll take it. That's a Who good knows video. if he's lying? <laughs> I wish, like, I'd see that quote, like, on a movie poster. The British accents were okay. Says <laughs> so, so-and-so of the times. A supposed British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually supposed, Canadian. Supposed expert. Um, so the season uh, of Doctor Who is now a little bit more than halfway over. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about a little, a little bit about the past episodes, um, and then a little bit more about the most recent one, Kill the Moon, because... It was pretty awesome, and it's timely since it just passed. And then uh, give just our thoughts about the the season so far as a whole. Um, I know I've been pretty impressed, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so let's start with Into the Dalek. That was the second episode of the season, um, which saw the return of a timeless foe uh, for the Doctor, uh, but kind of presented it in a new light. What, what did you guys think about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't jump it was, out at it, once. Yeah, there. it was it was it was pretty good. Uh I wasn't like over the moon with uh with like with it. It's like I just saw yeah, pretty solid, pretty solid episode. I wasn't like blown away or anything. But you know, I always liked inner space. <laughs> yeah, right? It felt very inspired by that. Yeah, um, wasn't Steve Gutenberg in that? Was Steve Gutenberg in that? I think so. Was he? He wasn't the guy piloting, he was the guy who who Wait was being invaded? We got, we got this thing, this magical thing that can tell us. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys never see Inner Space? No, I saw it. Yeah, the guy gets shrunk down, goes in the guy's bodies in his little ship. Yeah, but Dennis I don't. It, Quaid, damn it! I was gonna say I didn't think it was Steve seemed Gutenberg. bad enough that my, Steve Gutenberg might be in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm with you, Nicholas. Like I enjoyed this episode. Really more just because like of what it, the little developments he gave to the doctor, which I think kind of carry on throughout the season as we'll talk about, but just sort of the way he let that um that first soldier die. I can't remember. I think it was a dude soldier. I don't think it was mm. a, a lady soldier, well, but you know, just kind of was just like you know, stay still, you'll be fine. And then of course, you know, the soldier wasn't fine, and he he knew that was going to happen. It didn't really yeah try he to he couldn't save him, so he was just right. like trying to save the rest of them basically right by them time yeah. yeah which i think is like a theme throughout this this season so far the theme is themes yep <laughs> there are themes at work um yeah but he was very like pragmatic in that way and just like instantly cut his losses and like that guy's done for let's get out of here he's the doctor is more um disconnected i guess emotionally from sort of the humans and that like whereas 10 and 11 were more 
like they care seem to care and nine more. even nine even yeah. nine like, yeah even nine his like, empathy... just going back to sort of the alien he doesn't really quite understand why people would get upset over uh, trivial matters I mean, and you know it's more than just being an alien this this doctor i'm not saying i dislike him but he's definitely a dick he is like if he it seems like if he's saving someone it's not purely to be good it's just uh a a circumstance of him making a point over mm-hmm. and over mm. like he's not he just doesn't have the empathy like a right. lot of time yeah, in the past yeah. when he made good when he made decisions to help people it's cuz he he felt for them and he cared about them but it's like every fucking episode somebody dies and he, he, there's not even a reaction he would at least even in the past if he didn't care for the person at least be manipulative to act like he cared this right, one doesn't like, even care like david Tennant, if he had been in this episode when that soldier had to die first he would have tried everything possible to save him and then he would have just said how sorry he was like and for then five he minutes cried, <laughs> he yeah one solemn tear right and he just said he's, he's sorry <laughs> he's so sorry yeah yep 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 and then they would have found a way to bring him to bring the soldier back to life at the end yeah um I will say I do like that, that people are actually just staying dead this season. For sure, yeah. They they kind of break it a little bit in, in episodes to come that we'll talk about. But for the most part, they, they do stick to that, and I like that. Um, you know, the whole thing was that this series, uh, you know, this year was going to be a bit darker, and I think that they've, they've really held to that. I think they've really held to saying it's going to be darker. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's funny, because everyone's been clamoring for a darker sort of take on it, but then they come out with this sort of pretty dark take on it, like as far as dark as they can probably take it with uh, still sort of sticking within guidelines. And people mm-hmm. are, like, freaking out going, it's too dark now. Well, right, I yeah. I think their complaint is they they don't mind the Doctor being dark, but don't just make it fucking dark for the sake of being dark. Let there be some substance, some motivation as to why. Which... We haven't got that yet. I know yet. we're getting... Yeah. I, I know. I, the season isn't over, so it's hard to, like, assess so you have the full the, picture. Mm, that's my um my biggest thing with this season. Like... I keep waiting until like I see the uh the wait for the thing like the information to come in to sort of really judge right. it. Um well, I have a feeling we're, like... not, we're not we're not going to know about this doctor and what like his thought full thought process until this season's finished. It's going to go right up until the last episode. And you know it's going to definitely de- deal with Missy and like the whole heaven afterlife thing. I mean like that's like, it's not a coincidence that all these characters are dying and there's this subplot about this place where they're all going. Like, yeah. they're, like, you know, we're, we're applauding the fact that people are staying dead, but it's very possible at the end of the season the doctor does they something. They all fucking live. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would not be surprised if that's <laughs> the case. Everybody lives. I guess, yeah, <laughs> so we should, we should hold off, uh, patting them on the back for that quite yet. Watch, it'll um, be like, he acted like he didn't give a shit, but he really did. But he knew it would be fine all along. That's right, why or, he was a dick. Or what if, he ha- what if he had to let all those people die so he could find this afterlife place, and now he's going to save all of them? Like, what if it was his plan all You know, like, there, it's going to be something like that. Where- <laughs> yeah, I'm interested what? to see how they unfuck this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's into the Dalek. Let's just move on, because we've got, we've got plenty to talk about. Um, so the next episode was Robot of Sherwood. Um, to me, kind of one of those episodes where it's standalone, kind of throwaway. Um, like, I enjoyed it. There were funny moments. I, I liked the, the repertoire between the Doctor and um, Robin Hood. That mm. scene in the dungeon was great. Right, with them just, like, it was basically like a dick measuring contest. I mean, they're, oh, they're yeah. constantly one-upping, trying to one-up the other and, like, come up with the plan to save them and all that kind of stuff. Completely. And then as soon as they are like, 
think they've settled who's the boss. It's like, oh, you neither one of you were ever in charge. It's her. See ya. Yeah, yeah. I saw that coming when the guard came. I was like, it's gonna be Clara. Oh, you you knew it was coming the the moment (laughs) the camera panned into that shot. You're like, these two are gonna be assholes, and she's gonna look like the better person. (laughs) But um, Um, I really liked that episode. Actually, like, I think yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that episode more than like into the Dalek or Deep Breath. Just like it might not be as good like story wise or like technically and stuff, but it was just more enjoyable overall to me because it was. I just I really like it when the Capaldi Doctor's um funny like even if it's, he's not the Doctor's not trying to be funny it comes mm-hmm. you know he's written to be funny uh, I really like his humorous stuff this season yeah he's fun to watch be snarky and it's also uh, I love watching him like stalk around and act like he's uh, the only one that knows what's going on and being right. very smug about it. And he just seems always so, like, unimpressed with everyone else. Right. You know, like, like, like everyone else is just sort of bugging him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that really came through, and I, I did enjoy that in this episode. Um, now, we talked about this off-air, and I still I should have gone back and found where I actually read this little kind of theory or just observation. Um, but we talked about this when uh, we were recording the stuff for episode 150. But uh, someone kind of posited that Robin Hood was sort of supposed to represent, like, the David Tennant slash, like, Matt Smith doctor. This sort of gung-ho, always happy, laughing, mm-hmm. uh, very excitable, positive uh, person. And then you've got the current doctor who's very much the opposite of that, and they were kind of butting heads. Um, yeah, you would I, and, see how they would be together. Right, yeah, and I thought that was kind of, it, it juxtaposed just exactly, like, how uh, different this current doctor is. And I like yeah. that. There's a lot of self-loathing at work. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it was good. You know, it, it, could, it probably and, one uh, of the Mark, oh, Mark Gay just got in a couple of uh, Pertwee references, which was always fun. Yeah, yeah. He, he did the karate chop, and he mentioned the uh, mini scope. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so that that was good. One of the better like standalone kind of silly historical episodes from like the past few seasons, I would even say. It was um, probably like. Because I did, I went into the episode with pretty low expectations. Because I don't really enjoy the Mark Gatiss ones. There's something what? something about his writing that I don't know. Like I I don't it's mind very them. On the nose. I don't mind them, but there's something about them that doesn't quite click. But this one this one worked for me somehow. Um, except yeah, maybe the ending. The ending was a bit weird. Like with the the golden arrow work, mate. Sticking to the side of the ship, they could have oh, yeah. maybe come up with a better reason, but yeah. no, totally, totally stupid. Yeah, although I did like that it turned out that the doctor was cheating. That uh, was to great because like, when, so wa- yeah, when I was watching, when I was watching the him do that, I was like, oh come on, he couldn't possibly do that. And then <laughs> at the end, it was like, oh, that makes sense. That seems good. Yeah. And He's if just... you had said that to him, he would be so insulted too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He like at the time, if someone called him out on it, he would have been. You called him, I'm cheating? No, I'm not a cheat. <laughs> Look at these eyebrows. Are these the eyebrows of a cheater. <laughs> yeah. Exactly it. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a really good touch. I like that. Just how kind of like bashful he was at the end to admit like, oh yeah, I can't save all this right now because I actually... Yeah, because I everyone was looking to him like, okay, you right. can do it, right? Uh, I cheated. <laughs> right. I like that. I like him kind of appearing He was never going to say otherwise. What? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Um, so the episode after that was Listen, and I think this has been, like, one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, explicitly because it, like, it finally does what I've been wanting Doctor to do for so long, and that is, like, have an exposition-heavy episode in which, like, by the end, 
the little like monster of the week could have very well like not even been real, you know. It, but you had it, so much character development. Like it wasn't I really, real, I really like this episode. Yeah, I agree. And it's nice that they just didn't even show you the monster. Right, like, like yeah, it, it, every, like, if this had been past Doctor Who, at the end it would have been some monster, he, the Doctor would have, like, finished it off in three minutes and that would have been it. it would have this been, like, whole yeah. planet was destroyed and now it's living here. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah, or, yeah, or they would have come to terms and be like, oh, he's friendly, he's okay, like, let's leave him alone. Um, but I love that, like, it was just sort of ambiguous. But yeah. in, yeah, in yeah. sort of that journey, you got, you learned so much about, I mean, the Doctor, Clara, uh, you know, Mr. Pink, everything, like, it was awesome. And that speech he gives at the end, too, man, about being afraid. Yeah. Mm. So, so good. Like, when I was watching the, that episode, I was like, oh, yeah, um, Scott like, will like this because that's yep. what we've been talking about. It's just, this is yes. an episode for character development. And um, it's something, yeah, Doctor Who doesn't really do. And the the backlash... There was a bit of a backlash with this episode because um, I listened to like three different Doctor Who podcasts and like mm-hmm. one of them is like sort of I think all the like participants are over 40. There's another one where it's like they're in their – I think they're more like closer in their 30s and they're all women. And then there's like another oh. one where I listen to that's um, a bit of a mixture I think. But um, um, there seems the old guard, like the older people over 40, have a real like, struggle with – um. Uh, like Doctor Who not having a monster. Like one of the one of the um, guys on the Doctor Who podcast was like adamant that it was like a terrible idea because the Doctor Doctor Who is meant to have a monster. Doctor Who is meant to have like a scary threat or something. I was like, uh, you, it's you, capable it's, it's, of so much more than that. Though I know, and like right. this guy was he's so adamant that the Doctor Who format isn't as wide open as uh, you know people like to think it is, but. It's, it's so limiting. Like if you just if you have to have a monster all the time, like I don't understand right. it. Like it's one episode. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like yeah. did did you guys ever watch a a lot of the Twilight Zone? No, mm, only bits and pieces. I mean, I've seen a fair share of episodes, but that's definitely like not all of it. That's like one of my favorite shows, and that's one of the things that makes me watch Doctor Who is because anything can kind of go if it's a good story and it makes you like a little scared or if it has some kind of twisted parable then that's good enough for a story so sometimes there's a monster sometimes it's really cerebral sometimes it was nothing at all and the person was freaking out for no reason yeah but it all makes you like question uh human nature and how they react in different scenarios and that's to me like what it is it's not the 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 focus of the monster it's how the people react to the monster how they work together whatever it is Mm. you know so as long as doctor who is exploring that theme how people are uh interacting and treating each other what they have to to do to solve whatever the problem is at hand then that's it yep it's good enough i agree yeah i was like i read some things online like you were kind of saying nicholas like where people were upset it was like a bait and switch or the ending didn't pay off you know like well well, what was under the blanket you know it's like it doesn't matter you know like that was they 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 said what like it was a kid that was the explanation it was a kid mucking around like it wasn't meant to be the master monster it was rory as the master yes (laughs) (laughs) right exactly and like you know people have said that it's like no that's great like i mean i love that it turned out to be nothing but you got all this yeah all this character stuff and that they even brought in you know like the um you know the unnumbered doctor. You know, and, and him coming back to that. Well, that uh, was that little Hart, little Hartnell. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little Heart Note, that's right. Yeah. And it, it, it's hiding, you know, yeah, that, uh, and it turns, out, it turns out Clara was the monster under the bed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. For two, yeah, for both the doctor and for, um, yeah, for Mr. Fink. So mm. both of them, um, which is kind of cool. So it yeah. also, that also reminded me of, um, in the last Christmas episode, you know, the, the beginning of that started with her saying, there's a man that's up in the clouds that keeps all the children from having bad dreams. Oh, yeah. And just going back and thinking about that, it makes you think like, well, of course he'd go and try to protect children from having bad dreams. He's duking something out with himself when he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of cool to see them tie back to, you know, the past couple seasons. Yeah, it, um, makes, it makes some of the things that kind of fell short, like you're like, okay, that's interesting, but I, I don't quite understand what the character's reasoning was doing. It's nice to at least see in the writing that they're lining some of that stuff up now. Right. Whether or not that was the plan all along, who knows, but it, right. it's nice that they're making that effort. Right. Um, it makes me feel like they at least give a shit to some extent about continuity. Yeah. And you know, like, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. I think it was this Kill the Moon or maybe it was the Caretaker. I kind of watched him, um, like back to back because I was busy and, and missed the Caretaker for a few days, but, um, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but the doctor even mentioned, uh, River in, what what do you guys remember? Was it the, the last caretaker. episode? It was the caretaker. It was the caretaker. Yeah. That's why I thought. Which I thought, like, oh wow, like I thought for sure, like all this, the, all the Matt Smith stuff was just like done now. Like they weren't going to mention that, but I like that he brought up River. Oh yeah, um, he'll. Like, oh, there's they're always going to reference that character to some yeah. extent. That's a huge part of that Doctor's uh, right. Life. I thought that was cool. Um, and there's more in that episode too that kind of references other stuff. But but before that, we have time highs. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was another fantastic, like, standalone episode. Yeah, it was really um, fun. Yeah, I, if, I felt like it was fun to watch. It definitely didn't break any ground. Like, you knew immediately going in how it was all gonna end. As soon as you saw that monster, you're like, oh, yeah. But it was still really fun to watch it unfold. Right, and of course, like, you knew the architect more than likely was going to be the doctor, um, mm-hmm. you know, as things were going. Oh, yeah, he kept talking about how he hates himself. He's like, oh, right. yeah, of course. Mm. I really liked the uh, the cold opening of that though. I like how he there's never been any um trouble when you're just picking up a phone and they cut straight like to the hard right. part and he's got the worm <laughs> and it's like it's so it was so funny and unexpected because right. I was like yeah he's just gonna pick it up they'll go to the titles or something <laughs> yeah and it was like yeah it surprised me a little bit which was good that was cool yeah it was a really slick opening the whole episode like was really well edited that way I think it was very like it was very tight I mean and it, it definitely uh, evoked feelings of like Ocean's Eleven and that kind of stuff like these heist mm. type uh, films. And I and like for an episode that was set completely in studio and like inside of a bank, it really uh, early on it really made it, it sort of sold the the feeling of it being on an alien world. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you get these like oh they're on an alien base like on the on an asteroid or on or something like it never really feels that way. Like somehow yeah, it always the, feel like you're in a soundstage. Yeah, like somehow maybe it's just those few shots of the like uh you know the um the planet of the bank and all that. I don't know. Something about it sold it better to me this time around. Well, and it felt like a lot of the time when it's supposed to be an alien world or an alien ship, you can just tell by the dimensions of whatever place they're in. It's obviously a soundstage. It's been dressed, but in this, you know, certain shots they do, it seemed like the room was endless. Mm. So you just didn't get quite the same closed set kind of feel to it. Yeah. And then you got that little, uh, 
shot it right at the end of the uh, the, uh, the creatures w- waddling off into the distance. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. That reminded me a lot of Hyde, too, the whole premise of going yeah, pe- and helping the monster. That, yeah. mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In Hyde, I thought it was... Because uh, I recently watched that episode again, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot there's, like, this bit tacked on at the end where mm-hmm. they... It's like... It, it just feels out of place. I should have just cut that out completely and left it ambiguous. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's kind of a weird loophole cause it's sort of like, well, how did, I don't know, like, how did she have the number if they hadn't been, the, you know, like there's a weird kind of timey wimey, uh, Oh yeah, that's right, like. Miss. Somebody gives the number to her. I totally forgot about that. Right. Oh yeah, the woman in the shop that she meant, Clara mentions in, uh, the Missy. Bells of St. John. Right. Yeah. Which is probably Missy, yeah. I would think so, yeah. I think they're going to finally tie that all together. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so then the next one was The Caretaker, um, <laughs> which was another good one, I thought. Like, some, some good character development. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Like, mm. the doctor finally meets Pink, you know, that the whole relationship comes out. I love, love, love that he assumed that Clara was into the guy who kind of looked like Matt Smith. Yep. Yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. That was so good. And, um... Like, like I was, um, I was one of the one of the podcasts I listened to. Like one of the people arguing that that wasn't intentional. I was like, how can you oh, not? Shut up! How yeah, can you not yeah. think that was <laughs> yeah, intentional? For that sure. was the whole point of that joke. Like, I right, also love like, that the doctor has face blindness pretty much with everyone. Like he keeps yeah. saying shitty things to Clara about how she looks. He can't know, you know, give anybody credit if they're attractive. But as soon as somebody sort of resembles him, face yeah. blindness is totally gone. He's, he gets it. He it's like, like really when he when he when Clara walked off with the eleven lookalike, you could see it in your face like, oh Clara, you yeah. had to go and find my old self, didn't you? And even so the way cute. she talks about it, yeah, like you know, you're just you're smitten with like with like a young time travel, you know, or like something like that. Like he she yeah. like, even like he reminded him of says, a certain dashing time traveler. Yeah. Like, like for sure, that was yeah. I mean, and he, it's like, like he, you he have thought, my blessing because it's sort of me. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like she asked him, "Is it okay?" And he's like, "Oh yes, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I don't mind." <laughs> I know it felt very much yeah, like a like a dad letting his daughter go on her first date and like meeting the the guy and like like yeah, that approval that okay. Oh, like, it's so that, creepy when you frame it like that. <laughs> but it it really was. I mean, that's what it felt like, you know. And he's like, okay, like th- this kid reminds me of me, you know, like that. You guys will be fine. Go on, like have fun. I'll just um, live vicariously through him fucking you. I don't think it's like that. <laughs> hey, one of, one of his um uh, the the most recent episode, Kill the Moon. He's like he he throws gives a throwaway line like uh, and no hanky panky in the TARDIS, which is yeah. like, hilarious. It's <laughs> like and, uh, I I th- think of at least two companions that broke that rule. Yeah, well, look what happened. They created a time lord TARDIS baby. So yeah. <laughs> Um, but this, in the um, in the caretaker, the um the opening scenes of that was so funny. He's like, "I'm going yeah. undercover. I'm in the disguise. You won't won't know I'm there." And she, she's like, "Doctor, it's you." It's like, "You recognize me then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a different coat." Yes. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I was love really it good. when he talks about living with the otters, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was really funny too. <laughs> you can't yeah. pass yourself off as a normal human being. It's, I lived with otters once. It'd be much easier. <laughs> yeah. I also want to know what the fuck him and River were fighting about that he had to go live with otters for a month. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that was really, there was a lot of funny, uh, like just funny stuff from that episode. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I also really like where, uh, uh, Danny's character is going. Like, the more you see about him, 
One, I want to know who the fuck you killed. Because well, he's make... really well, yeah, screwed up about it. We know, we know it was someone innocent. Um, yeah. Like, it wasn't a soldier. Like, they established that. I, I'm mm. imagining probably a kid. Yeah, that's thought. what I think. Yeah. Um, like, because there's a lot of stuff going on with Danny that, like, we not haven't been shown yet. Like, there's a whole side to him that sort of they tease at. Like, I don't think we're going to know till the end of this series. No, yeah, I think it's going to be something that's sort of revealed at the end somehow. But I feel like we'll see it. Like, I feel like somehow they'll travel, you know, they'll travel back to when Danny was a, or, yeah, a soldier and, and see what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that will open, like, Clara's eyes to sort of his, uh, you know, what he's going through and why he always gets so, like, friggin' emotional anytime yeah. she mentions him being a soldier or, like, killing, um... Well, so. and I think it was interesting. There were some people that were like, uh, there was some black backlash about Danny saying that like he was being manipulative of Clara by not wanting her to travel with the doctor. But like to me, it's like anyone in their right mind wouldn't want you traveling with him. That is some dangerous shit, especially when you're also not being honest about even traveling with him. Like, right? I anything feel like... could go wrong. Yeah. No, I feel like as um, kind of like surreal and silly as uh doctor who can be at times um i feel like these past two episodes they've done a really good job of like trying to establish actual like reactions to like the doctor's actions yeah that it's um, not all fun you know right and i think they're doing a good job of that um you know people like i in real life for sure danny would probably go crazy call the police you know something you wouldn't like not do anything but i think within the context of doctor who like they're really doing a good job of him having a a, a reasonable reaction to the doctor and then now clara you know at the end of this most recent episode too yeah and it and it just goes to show you like it's definitely not for everyone even in that world like most people when they find out about what that's like traveling with him they don't want to go for it And, and at least not for an extended amount of time i mean it takes a certain kind of uh nut to be willing to go and do that and you just kind of see in the caretaker, like, she's a little crazy to be doing that. And that's, I think that's why, um, Courtney was there. And like that scene at the end mm-hmm. was to sort of emphasize that too. Cause she's like, she's not made out for traveling in the TARDIS really, even though the very next episode, she's back on it. But <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently they were still trying to travel together. Um, yeah, but it wasn't her idea. No, no. She was sort of forced into it, I guess. Right. But I liked that. I mean, we'll go ahead and jump to the next one now. I liked that they brought her back and that like, they were still basically, like, I mean, the doctor was sort of using the school as his, like, <laughs> like fort at that point, I guess, or, like, hideaway. I mean, the fact that the TARDIS was still there and he was still taking uh, Courtney around, like, I thought for sure once the caretaker was over, like, that was it, school plot over, like, let's move on. But I like that they, it sort of, it felt like there was some continuity there. You know, it picked up and it kept moving, um, and it, like, established a little bit of, like, actual, like, permanence, um, you know, for the doctor and his interactions within the school. I So I enjoyed that. Um, and, um, yeah, I really, I really liked this episode. I thought it was another one where you had a lot of, um, character development, especially late, um, in the episode. And I really enjoyed the way it was shot. Like, I thought all the moon shots and the, and like, a lot of times the, the monsters and aliens in Doctor Who look kind of lousy, but I thought everything came together really well in this one. Like, I really, I really enjoyed just watching it. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, so, yeah, what did you guys think? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's much to really talk about, like, in the rem- beginning, in the middle of the It reminds me a lot of um, of Waters of Mars. Yeah. I, th- I even wondered if he was going to kind of reference it when um, mm-hmm. she said, like, there's no water on the moon. 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it made me think of Yaw Waters and Mars. Um, but it did feel like that. I agree. It had, it had the same kind of vibe. Can I ask you guys something about this episode? Cause I wonder if it's just me. The, the conundrum that they're faced with, it felt so much like the conundrum of like, and you can cut this if, out if you guys want. I don't know if you want the podcast to go there or not, but I kept thinking about abortion the whole fucking time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think, no. yeah. Yeah, because uh, people have been sort of talking about that online and stuff, and some people deny it's in there, but, like, it's so blatant. like Yeah, you think so? Yeah. 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 There were for sure I think Clara even says, well, you, are you going to, like, kill the baby or something, you know? like Oh, yeah. they, are, they keep referring to it as a baby, yeah. So her perspective is that, like, to let it live, like, I guess at, at the cost of, like, possibly killing everybody on Earth as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, but... Metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> no, that that for sure was there, and I, I felt that too, like, right away. I was like, oh, this is, like, a thinly veiled, like, discussion about abortion all of a sudden. Yeah, like, I thought when I first watched it, like, am I just looking for that being a girl, am I being uh, more sensitive to that? But then I asked Mike about it, and he thought the same thing. Even with and the, I the just... doctor saying, like, it's a decision for womankind sort of thing. Like, Yes, um, yes, exactly. And then removing yeah. himself from the situation completely. Yeah. 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 Now, what do you, you guys watching that, him removing himself from the decision completely, what do you guys feel was his motivation for that from what you did th- now? I think interpret- his motivation was what he told Clara, basically. I think he was being truthful at the end, saying that mm-hmm. he was like, he was trusting her because he knew she, he knew that she would like make the right decision and like giving her the responsibility. He thought he was like 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 he said like respecting her and stuff. I think right, he actually says felt, as much. I think he actually like he actually does believe that. Oh yeah, like he says as much. Like he thought mm-hmm. he was giving her this great opportunity that you know to like to do something important. Yeah, um, and he really thought yeah he was doing something great. And that's what I like at the end of this episode is you get Clara like having a reasonable reaction where it's like she had all this responsibility thrust upon her, this like grave decision that could like dramatically change the course of humankind and she freaks out and she doesn't want it. And she doesn't appreciate that the doctor just abandoned her like it was a game. Yeah, Um, well like I get the impression that a lot of the time when he acts like he doesn't want to be involved in the decision, it's more out of cowardice. And him not wanting to be left potentially holding the bag. Uh, but it's very easy then when things turn out fine to go back and see, like, see, it's fine. I knew all along. Right. Because there's plenty of times where the, it, it's a de- good decision has not been made and somebody dies or something like that. But it was, uh, I don't know. I felt like if she hadn't blown up at him, at him at this point, it would have to be coming sometime soon, just over the course of the show. She's been trying to figure out who he is, and he hasn't been particularly pleasant for her to be around, and it's not like, at this point, she's kind of getting the big picture of what he can be, is going to be like from here on out as this person. And I, I would hope, I would hope that this, at this point, after her doing this, he changes somehow. Like he l- th- builds that yeah. empathy back up. I think that's the point. I think that was the the like the critical point of this of that mm-hmm. of this like trajectory that this doctor's been going along. And this is going to wake him up. He's going to like sort of go, oh, I shouldn't do some things like this. Like you know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't act this way. 
entirely all the time. Like he's pushed her too far. He took Clara for granted. Uh, like he, right. he's gotten so comfortable with her. He can, he feels like he can say and do anything around her, but he's found a limit to how far that, that goes. And I think, yeah, the part of this, the rest of this season will be him sort of discovering the, like, re, like, himself to, like, being the doctor and, well, you know. And she was so spot on when she said to him to not treat her like all these other little people because even if he sees other humans like that, she is not every other human to him. She has gone back and saved his ass so many times and he can't go back and save her ass at least once. Mm. Just given like, you know, she jumped back in there and saved him all those times in all his past lives. And he knows that. So do you think, um, I was thinking about this, like, like Clara's reaction at the end there and stuff. Um, would she have reacted as strongly if he had said, it's your decision, but just sat in the corner? Are you still there? Like, was she, was she, was she objecting? Was she sort of reacting badly to the idea of him not offering like the moral support to her and like just leaving completely without, you know, being there to sort of at least, you know, just be there? Well, you, I think, you know, one of the first things he taught her when he picked her up and started traveling with her is we don't walk away. And then what does he fucking do right there? He walks away, and he not only walks away from uh, this planet that he supposedly cares about, but this person that has, you know, saved him over and over, and he's going to let a p- whole race potentially kill themselves? Or let this other thing die potentially at their hands? Like... He, I just, it gets, to me, it, I get the impression he, it wasn't that he knew things would turn out fine. I get the, the impression that, at least with this doctor, it was more to make a point to her and this kid than anything else. And that it, they're just lucky that it turned out all right and that he could show up back there. But if and he, then paint it like he knew. Yeah, yeah, but what, like, what point would he have been trying to make to her, like, is it the one that he said, or are you talking about something else? I feel like with every, with this doctor, every human he encounters, he kind of is looking to settle their hash to start with anyways. But then I think, especially with Clara, he's trying to prove a point, and the point is just basically that he's always right. And sometimes that can boil down into the most like juvenile uh unempathetic or unempathetic things to do but like i don't even know how to yeah articulate it right mm. but it just feels like it's if things turn out good that's just a happy coincidence of him trying to uh shoehorn his uh twisted morality or point of view into it i don't know how to explain i just he manipulative yeah well he did um he did he like that i guess that manipulation is sort of apparent because like what was the episode was it the start of this one or he's he compliments her on her look or whatever like oh you look good mm-hmm. today she's oh thanks you noticed he's like oh, i just know it works on you so yeah <laughs> right he like he, he he just says things to her because he knows what reaction he'll he'll get out of it right uh-huh. it reminds me a lot of um a tom baker episode where um it was him and Sarah Jane. I can't remember what it was, but there was something he wanted her to do. She got scared. She didn't want to go through with it. And so he just started insulting her. 
and saying like how she could have never done it anyways and then that infuriates her enough to go through and do it and then things are saved yeah yeah and that's right yeah he did, yeah, fine, but, yeah. Hmm. but you know what i mean like manipulative in that way of, of in that same way with clara it just i don't know i feel like there's a better way to to get the thing done than to uh, put people in situations like that. Mm. I think, yeah, yeah, like this season, this season is about the doctor recalibrating his, like, his moral compass to a degree. Yes. That's uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think it's interesting that in this next episode, the little teaser they showed, you don't see Clara anywhere. Oh, she's uh, in it. I doubt she's in it. No, she is in it. She is in it? She is in it? 100% in it. Let me go back and look. Uh, really? I don't what? remember seeing her in the little yeah. teaser. No, she's not in the teaser, but she's, I think she's listed on IMDb in it. Oh, okay. oh well, sure. I'm, if you're I'm, gonna, I'm wondering if they'll, <laughs> instead of her being with the doctor, like they'll, uh, they'll just cut back to like a, a couple of school scenes or with her and Daniel. Or maybe, at some maybe point. he'll come see her at the very end at of the, the episode. Very end and be like, I'm sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> no, not like but too, they did a good job of like illustrating though that Clara really isn't done with the doctor, no matter how mad she is. Cause, you know, Danny makes the point that like, well, as long as you're angry, then you still care. Right. Um, you know, it's not so you're, you're completely just, you just don't care. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not even moved at all one way or the other, uh, mm-hmm. by him. That's when you won't, that you won't care anymore. Um, so you know, she'll, she'll get back with the doctor. But yeah, we'll just have to see how long it takes. She might, I think she might end up apologizing and traveling a little bit more, but I think she's gonna leave. Oh, for sure. Which isn't that I mean, already been talked about that she's yeah, on the way she, out soon? Yeah, the Christmas special will be her last. But I think I mean leave in the sense like Martha Jones, how Martha Jones left. You know, it's going to be of their own accord. Right. Not yeah. dying. Not getting stuck in some universe. Not getting your memory erased. Like just mm-hmm. just leaving. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting to me. Cause there's very few that have done that, and those characters mm-hmm. are always pretty uh, strong-willed. And what's nice is that leaves the door open to return at some point, if she, you know, if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that's pretty much it. Um, what do you guys think so far of, of this series? I, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it took a little while to get started, but I feel like I have a good feel for, for who the doctor is now. And I enjoy all the character development. I, I just think it's far more interesting than like the whole last season of Matt Smith's was. I agree. And these last two episodes have, uh, really done a lot in the way of, uh, making these characters way more dynamic and interesting to watch. Mm. I feel like um like it's all been high quality but there's nothing that's really peaked and like made me make that like oh that's my favorite episode this season. Everything seems like it's either been like pretty good or like average and I haven't really had that sort of spark of oh yeah that was great. I want to watch that again. Mm. Um I'm still waiting did for that. Did you have any of Did you have any like that last season? Um last season. Mm, uh, I guess the last time was probably like Day of the Doctor or something, right? And that's like that's special. I mean, that, I don't even really yeah. count that as like part of last season because I mean that was something like a special event. Yeah. Um, mm. Because I would agree, yeah, like that's the standout the other, from last year. The for other sure. thing I would say about the season so far is that I think that the the way that they cut things together and pay, like put things in, like a lot of the um, Missy stuff feels awkward to me. Like, it's just mm-hmm. tacking it on the end. And then a lot of the stuff with Danny and Clara, it feels really, like, I don't know if it's not, just hasn't been enough, or it's like, it just feels really disjointed to me. And maybe that's the point, but it doesn't feel like it flows very well. 
Um, yeah, and it's hard to gauge how much time is passing for them because, you know, she says that she loves Danny. And it's like, well, for us, I mean, they've been dating mm. for... I think as much as it's been like another year has passed. Cause yeah, like, I think so. Um, someone, right, because all the students know about it. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. But it, it's hard to really gauge that. So, like, in my mind, it's like, well, you guys have been dating for like four weeks. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit there, Clara. You're, you're, you're yeah, getting a little crazy. Yeah, there. Um, but, but obviously that's, that's not the case. Um, but yeah, I agree, um, with you, Nick, about sort of their relationship. Like, I like where it's going now. Um, I like that he's met the doctor and now you have this sort of conflict there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to need more development out of that, I think. Like I said, like maybe this season will end up being my favorite, but, uh, I have to see every episode. It feels like that's a requirement to like really Mm -hmm. judge it and like know if you like it or not. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't all tie together Mm, to the last mm. two or three, and then when you go back, the story works so much better. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um, So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, uh, Nick and Amanda, for being here. And uh, I guess we'll be back, what, like mid to late November um, to recap the season, and then, of course, we'll come back to uh, talk about the Christmas episode, which will uh, be Clara's last episode. Nick Frost! Said, so. And Nick Frost, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's going to yeah. be so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so there you go. All right, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya. Bye.